Yeah, 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 you know what it is. Word up, man. It's the Boom Bad Power Uncut. We up in here. Yeah, you already know what time it is, man. Bizzo Beats. Sala Goro. It's your girl, Miss Ruby V. And yo, man, we up in this motherfucker doing what we do best, man. It's a beautiful Sunday. Why not? Another day, another dollar. We burning that vanilla gelato. Compliment to the plug. TT, what up, TT? How you doing? Shout out to TT. We appreciate you. All love and respect. That's right, that's right. Man, last night, boy. We was on some other shit though. Oh, it was a real smokeout. Oh we man, it, the, it was past we Pluto. The, the, uh, Bearstone Parks uh, smokeout. No, yeah, Bearstone Village. That's what it was last Bear, night. It, it was definitely a village. <laughs> we got a brand brand that thing, oh, right? Nah, it, was, it is. It is a Bearstone Village. <laughs> yeah, okay. Shout out to the cartridge. Shout out to my man, um, Butler Boy, Bearstone Park, doing his thing. Yes, sir. Make sure y'all go to the website. Check out the merchandise, the t-shirt. Sweaters, the carts, all of that. Carts, cartridges, all that, man. We got it all for you, man. We Word up, all. man. What's poppin', Miss Ruby V? So going on in entertainment news. Uh, so did y'all see that video of uh, K Michelle where she was dancing? Oh, booty got loose. It looked like uh, her booty we got don't loose. Know what it, I thought it was a booty pad, but um, apparently she says that is extra fat. Oh, that was from fat. Her surgery and recovery. Nah, that shit went flat. Like, uh, well, like you a, know, like a like a pancake. Uh, it was like, like a piece just dropped out. Like it just dropped. But, but that happens. Think about it. When people get weight loss surgery, they have extra skin. So think about it. If your skin has been stretched, no, 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 no. She was flopping. That shit said just flop. It just yeah, flopped. I can you have know it I mean? like that. Did, did her booty get small? I mean, I thought she, like the purpose of the surgery was to make it bigger, not smaller. Uh, yeah, she got it bigger, but then they started leaking. Oh, so that's, smack. Yeah. You don't remember that she... when her butt started leaking? <laughs> butt uh-huh. shot? It was fluid coming out of her fluid cheeks. Out of ass. Yeah, it was Man, it was booty. bad. I think it was almost like, you know, life-threatening, but um, Damn. that's why yeah, she, man, it was you got to watch pretty serious. You get you can't be getting them surgeries. I'm telling you. Then Wendy Williams clapped on it, right? Uh, Wendy Williams can't clap on nobody. Now. Right. She said, I could only imagine the tragedy of the situation leaving silicone on Id- Idris Elba's sheets. She oh, like, come on, Wendy. Wendy. Oh, Wendy, Lord. you got some damn nerve. I know. She always got Especially some after nerve. after that fucking movie. I'm telling you. <laughs> Did y'all watch that shit? Yes. Sir. Yeah. Oh, you watched it. Uh huh. Okay. So wait. You said you were gonna watch it though. Yeah. <laughs> I did it for research reasons. You sure you did. I knew he was gonna yeah, have right. to talk about it, so sure. I had to go watch it. You're sure right, though. You the same thing here, Famo. <laughs> uh huh. Research purposes. But yo, okay. Wait. Hold on. Yo, she made Eric B look like a real nut ass nigga though. Yeah. A straight nut. Like nut. he was a broke ass nigga. But the way uh. I, like I hear people talking about Eric B now, they don't say he's like this no like broke nigga. Like he was always supposed to have been the man. Well, you see, he actually posted a response on Instagram. No, he that said something about it. Said, "Damn, do I look like I need a rental?" And he was in front yeah. of like a, uh, I forgot what kind of car it was, but it was a banging ass. I think uh, it was an old, a, a old BMW yeah, or some shit like, like that. that. Yeah, like so. some old shit. <laughs> Right. Like, I'm saying, like when he, like she met him when he was already at the height of his fame, right? At the height, Pretty right? Much. Yeah, like that so don't really make sense. It was no reason that that you know when she on some she other tried, shit, she man. Tried, she lied. She on some other shit. Now she he, tried that shit. He though. never addressed the baby situation. If she, he knew about that, or if she was just, you know, uh, 
telling that now. Right, you know what I'm right, saying? right, right. Eric B's baby. I was hope I hope that he didn't uh, find that out while he was looking at it on the show. <laughs> on the show, right? You know, <laughs> crazy. But well, did he? Nah, he didn't find out, right? He uh, he never addressed whether he knew about it or not. He just said he that the, the movie was whatever. funny. It was so funny though. He, he didn't uh, allude he to that. That situation already. I would hope so. So, um, in other news, Mike Tyson calls for a boycott of Hulu after announcement of <laughs> unauthorized Iron Mike series. Mike said he ain't having that. He ain't having that. I'm telling he ain't you, stars Hulu, are like, Hulu, come on now. Y'all losing on a lot, man. Shit. Messing with, with, with the BK brawler. So, on his official IG page, um, Mike issued a call to boycott uh, Hulu. After they announced the release of the unauthorized film, it's supposed to be a mini series. Um, and this is his quote: "He said Hulu's announcement to do an unauthorized mini series of the Tyson story without compensation, although unfortunate, isn't surprising." That's crazy. The announcement on the heels of social disparities in our country is a prime example of how Hulu's corporate greed led to this tone-deaf cultural misappropriation of the Tyson life story. Hey, yo, man, these done. They tried to sneak yeah. one in real quick with that like, Mike Tyson. Really, Jones. really, right? I can hear him saying this in his voice. Can't you? Can't you? And with, with the with also Jamie Foxx is making the movie, right? This announcement during Black History Month. <laughs> oh, him <laughs> saying it only confirms Hulu's concern for dollars. Black History over respect for Black story rights. <laughs> only concerns. Like you gotta love man. Mike, man. Eddie, I, you I, got I, a I, podcast right. now. I want to be on. Like, we want to be on the Mike be on with the hot box with Mike Tyson. We be in the hot box with Mike. Hey, <laughs> we hot we, boxing we, right now. We trying to be in the hot now. box with Mike. I don't know if Mike can hang with us though. No, I don't know about you that. You might Mike. have to smoke a lot. Mike, you know come high so You don't know if Mike can hang with us. I don't know, man. I don't know. I see Mike smoke some doobies, though. And he smoked so the sure. ayahuasca. The, the, the ayahuasca. And oh, he smoked the um the toad. The toad. Nigga, oh, you ain't never goodness. smoked that toad. You don't want to smoke that toad. Uh, but we, I'm thinking we, about it right now. We gonna see. I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm at the halfway should. point in my life. I think we should. I think I'm I should not smoke sure the what toad. That is. We should. Um, I don't know. There's something that we gotta go out of town. We got to get out of here and smoke it out of here. You can't do you, you got to do it with a shaman. You can't do it by yourself. Nah. Okay. There's got to be a person that guides you through it. Yeah. It's some other. So it's supposed to like spiritually spiritual guide you through this guidance. process. You're going to experience an ego death. You're, right. It's going to be something. Your ego is going to die. So you're yeah. going to see a lot of things of that yeah. you've been dealing with All in your, your life. is going to connect. Yeah. One, like, bop, 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 bop. It's like some other shit, supposedly. You're start seeing things. But wow. it's like, it's not, it's not for the faint of heart. You know why? It's like because some people go crazy after they smoke this shit. I, I can understand why. You know why? But because you, that, why is the, that is the center of actually... Some people can't handle letting go of the center of who we are because actually are. when you think about it, if you if you take psychology, they say that your ego is called your id. So I don't know if y'all heard of that before. Mm -mm. But basically, when you are literally born, that's all you are is your id. Like okay. as you grow, if you're a toddler, that's a, you don't care about nobody else except for yourself. If you think about it, they just want me, 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 me. Right. Shout then, out to my daughter. Yes. 
queen she queen. Is the epitome of she id. She's the epitome of id. Okay. So <laughs> as we are socialized and we grow up, now we finally start learning to concern ourselves with other people's emotions. Okay. Right. right. So you know, uh, but we still have that id inside of us. Some people can't so handle letting go of that. To. But it's funny because he says some people can't handle it. It's funny because Mike already went buck wild on on, on, on motherfuckers. So. Maybe it just brought him in closer to who he was, you know? Sounds like a dope dope experience, though, you know? I want to do it, though. The two? Yeah. Okay. And then it's like a... a, um, I want to check that shit out. It's like 15K. Well, look. Check this out. Yeah. On to the next. Then I will stick with my... So we finna do that. (laughs) That's going to be one of them things where we... (laughs) We're going to have to put that together and sit down and... And do that one. Yeah, that's one of them things. That's like a real, together. that's like a, like a life trip. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like how really you say is. you want to go to Mecca or something Mecca, like that? Yeah, I'm definitely. You like on your bucket you, list. As yeah, like that's you know probably I mean? one of my bucket lists, Me- Mecca. So, And that, you only want to do it once. It ain't like you trying to fuck. Yeah, get, yeah, I'm not fucking get fucking high on the dude. Going crazy and shit, you know? Absolutely. Word. So Arsenio Hall revealed he made a pact with Eddie Murphy to never, ever, ever make a Coming to America sequel. But they did. Arsenio Hall? Yep. What was this, afterwards? No, this was beforehand. So despite the success of Coming to America, Arsenio revealed he made a pact with Eddie to never do it. He actually explained this on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, um, said the reason, um, the pact was the reason why the follow-up was delayed. He said it took 30 years because we never planned on doing it. In fact, we shook and said, let's never do a sequel. We were so happy with it. It was perfect. We are never going to mess wow. with it. Wow, I was trying to figure out where the fuck the baby come from. Come now from. check this out right he's um, he lied he lied he lied he told her i i i, I he didn't come to soak his to soil oats. my royal oats i, didn't, I, come to uh-huh. my royal oats. I lied i lied i lied he lied so i know she gotta be bugging right now but yes you did eddie <laughs> yeah, you did eddie. Eddie. yeah you did <laughs> Nigga, you you tasted this yet my dude did you see me that over here going my nose yeah <laughs> like kool-aid you know your mama would right like here. kool-aid be good and it'd be real like good right and you go, you smack. That sweat. Hey, yo, Flavors. man, we smoked the best Flavors. shit. Word. Go ahead, bro. Yes. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> well, if we need any um, cannabis sponsors out there, you'll we'll be the one to definitely try that out for we'll you. definitely promote it, promote it and do what we yes, do. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. So now check this out. Now here's the funny part. Eddie Murphy wanted Tracy Morgan to play his son, right? Now Arsenio laughed at this, right? <laughs> hold on, hold the fuck on. He laughed I mean, at this. Hilarious. That would have been, but Tracy kind of old looking right. right now. He said, I think Eddie and Tracy look about the same age. Damn near. Pretty much. <laughs> Damn near. <laughs> so we said maybe in a third one, Morgan Freeman can be your son. <laughs> what? The, I feel like I'm eating the bowl of food. No, he just, Arsenio was making a joke out of it. Talk about so Tracy Morgan going to be your, your son in this one. The Morgan Freeman. One. Hold on. <laughs> we got to see the first one. When, and when it come out again? I think March 4th. March 4th? Mm-hmm. I'll be oh, friends. Yeah, yeah, you know, March 5th. Where's I gotta my take, popcorn? I got to take Queetie to the movies. Oh, she goodness. gonna bug me. Yes, March fifth. March fifth. She thought the name of the movie was March fifth. I said, right. no, baby, it's not. The name of the movie is not March fifth. Yeah, well, <laughs> it comes out on March fifth. Okay. But yeah, man. So Kanye and Kim, we already know that they, you know, rest are in peace to Kanye and Kim up. on their marriage. Mm-hmm. So he's, well, not yet. They ain't signed no paper. Did he sign? Oh, it? she's go. She went and she filed. Filed. Yeah, she filed. Now, does it mean she's gonna sign it there? Mm-hmm. 
We'll see. It doesn't mean she's going to sign it now, you know? Look, she might have went because Kanye spent over $12 million out of pocket for the presidential campaign and didn't $12 win. $12 million? He could have gave a, a kid $1 Tax million. Tax write-off. One million dollars. He Tax write-off. Kids a million dollars. That's that why he did that. He's like, "Yo, Kanye, if you're on the president, you can write that off on your taxes." And he's like, "Yeah, I don't want to pay none. I made three billion. I don't want to pay no taxes. So I run for president, just like Donald Trump. That's why he did it in the beginning too. So he didn't have what to pay no taxes. What did I tell taxes. you? That he could just claim all that shit off on his taxes. Exactly. So then when he, he got it, he was like, fuck. fuck, what the fuck am I doing here? He uh-uh. didn't give a fuck about what was going but on. But at least my tax is good, though. Exactly. He ain't got to pay <laughs> right. no more taxes. Because he, he a businessman. And he get presidential treatment. He's a businessman. Smart. <laughs> Not Smart. a politician or Smart a person who's a humanitarian who cares about people. And he can run again. He's a businessman. And he can run again. Man, please don't. <laughs> why y'all got quiet? <laughs> Nigga, you know why I got quiet. It was a pause. Everybody paused on that crickets, one. Crickets. Fuck that. Fuck that. The look, yo, the look <laughs> on y'all faces was a uh, Hell no. Man, <laughs> the issues I'm going through right now, I feel like them shits changed within the years that he was the president. Mm. Like the whole The laws about social security Like him trying exactly. to like Really hammer down On immigration And all of that yep. shit yep. That's what this is yep. It affected that This That's what this affects mm-hmm. Me not being able to Like they can't get Social security cards Because they don't want Them to be citizens Yep. So they made it harder for even people who are citizens to get their shit. Yeah, definitely. It definitely trickles down. Don't think it don't. Right. Don't think it does not. So Eddie Murphy, uh, going back to Eddie, he actually added a firsthand context to uh, Charlie Murphy's story about Dave Chappelle's infamous Prince basketball Full story. story. <laughs> okay. So what happened? What happened? What happened? You know, Eddie and then went over to Prince's house to go play ball. Yeah. Yeah. Skins. yeah. And then they said Prince was balling. I heard. I heard like Prince balling, really balling. balling. <laughs> yes. He said he revisited the yeah, infamous Prince, Prince story, okay, nearly two decades ago, right, when he was on Jimmy Fallon. He said, we had on club clothes, and Prince had on that outfit that was in the Kiss video where he had that little short shirt and the leather jacket and the buttons and stuff. <laughs> he said he had that outfit on in a little gold chain around his waist, a waistlet, I think. <laughs> A wastelet. <laughs> ah, what is that? That is wizard for a wastelet. I can see him now. What the oh fuck my is God. a wastelet? That's what all yes, a wastelet, not the bracelet, but the these, I can't keep it the wastelet. I can see. All these girls wear these beads the around their waist. Yeah. That's what a wastelet <laughs> is, right? Then he said, "Y'all want to play some basketball?" Wastelet, son? He said, "Y'all want to play some basketball?" He's like, "What the fuck?" Yo, y'all better stop fucking with Prince, man. Then he said it was Prince or some dude named Mickey Free that used to hang out, and they used to wear all kind of wear that kind of Prince clothes. Yep. So he's a my brother. Charlie was like, I. I think what Charlie had to say about this shit. Shirts against the blouses. Yeah, shirts versus blouses. That's what it was. Said they teamed up on him, right? He said, and they beat the fuck out of us. (laughs) Yep. Oh my gosh, I'm telling you. So, you know, we're just excited to see that coming to America too. March 5th. Yep. No, that was March 5th. Uh oh, competition. March 5th. <laughs> With other movie. You better come Ain't home no and watch Coming to America. Nah, you know, I can come home and watch that. And put it, right. It, it, it's on. What's the other movie? 
oh, some little kids movie some that's coming out shit. March fifth that uh, my daughter's ex- my obsessed daughter, with. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's very obsessed with it, and she's bugging me she out. She just calls it March fifth. I don't even know what the hell they the name don't even movie fuck is. Talk to me until it's time to get something any damn way. Oh no. Damn. Like literally, they they are new age kids. These new age kids. I don't know what the fuck they are. Like, these like, are the. I mean, these ain't like even all my kids, kids do that shit. These, yeah. we, we gotta call this generation the CV generation. <laughs> I love them though. I'm Corona trying to tell you, they go for what they want. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They were like, I, 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 excuse me, um, um, when you when you go out, can you can you stop by Walmart and um just pick me up a Nintendo Switch? <laughs> I mean, just like random. Oh, they, like, they want a PS5, oh, oh, really? PS5 or some shit. I'm like, what the fuck? I said, boy, you better be good at your job. Your job is school. Like my son, just go. No, look, you. You know what you better tell him? I get you the game, little nigga. But you better get your ass on YouTube and create a channel and start making some money off you playing this motherfucker. He wants to. Little kids making money off that game. He's already on YouTube. He already got his own channel. He already. Teaching people about (laughs) animation. Teaching people about animation, and he's learning. Man, he's just dope. No more than me. At seven, no more straight up. Me. I don't know how he did like, it. How the fuck you do that? I don't know. <laughs> Easy. It's just you go here and here. Yo, YouTube. He learned that shit. Like I think from YouTube, right? Yeah, from YouTube. Watching so you YouTube. know, say what you want to say about screen time, but let me tell you something. Damn right. He learns a lot. He learns a lot because he's constantly watching tutorials. He's constantly listening to all these gamers and all this kind of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So I say, hey, I, I don't, you know. I, I say I don't condone too much of it to get in the way of like you know just doing your schoolwork and all that. But look, I'm your off time if that's what you want to do and you're learning, go for it. Absolutely. You know, this it's is because kids have to identify what they like. Yep. And I feel like yeah, the internet is maybe not safe sometimes for kids, but it's also a way for them to discover what they like. Absolutely. And, he never and known really that. get into it. Yep. Super into it. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to get back to this music. We're going to come back with read a damn book. Oh. <laughs> okay, oh, on the next segment, we're we going to talk about um, read a damn if book. y'all ain't heard about what's going what happened to Mariah Carey's book, man. This shit oh, is crazy. Shit. Right, we back up in it. Then. Okay, y'all. It's the Boom Bap Hour Uncut. Real shit. Yeah. Yeah. Don't compare me to employees who hoping they see a check I'm in a drop top McLaren just hoping I see an ex She hoping we reconnect, no chance I'm trying to be bigger than the Beatles, not hold hands Keep on throwing stones, I'ma make statues No face tats, but people got my face tattooed Freeing the damn by being free as I am And speaking belief in the people sitting with reason to stand Who just might be needing a hand, I got you Nice one to bless, provided the gospel I feel God like my fans all feel like apostles Model your mind after mine and you gon' be just fine Model your mind off these other guys and you gon' die why I'm always at the head of the table, follow my lead I'm a money tree, women trying to swallow my seed You wasn't with me at my roots though I've been on the quest for love for women with a roots from potential like a juco Athlete catch me in the backseat with ass cheeks on my lap, me in Utah So we fuck to a jazz beat, it's actually therapeutic She classy, I'm Ferris Bueller Swimming out in trucks and Caicos, beware the barracudas I got heart, I'm the cause, my life is just the effect I'm altering my reality, living in VFX Made a half a million dollars and fell asleep on a jet, fuck the 
club up Atlanta ain't seen this since BMF Put my account and reinvest Got a pound a week for stress I might drop two platinum albums in a year like DMX Keep on living in my light and let my face just lead the way Cause if I'm taking y'all's advice I'm probably making y'all's mistakes Instead, I'm out in Egypt just basking in the results Of listening to myself and mapping out all my goals uh. My career is a course in self-confidence And how ownership leads to opulence Adjust your oculus If you trying to rise to prominence Bust down the door, assert dominance When you call your first conference I'm honest with my women, that's probably why they all hate me They focused on being Lori, I'm focused on being Jay-Z The run that I'm on is gonna be longer than the Euphrates Got a supermodel chick that's better than Tom Brady's Rap game, bunch of clowns in disguise like John Gacy You got one plaque and it's not even your song, I got 80 uh, Lately y'all are lazy, waiting to be carried a lot of y'all are dead, you just waiting to be buried Listen, I've been high since Michelle and Barack You got your mind if you think I'm gonna stop <laughs> I didn't come this far, I only come this far Gotta keep momentum swinging, keep momentum swinging Come this far, I only come this far Gotta keep momentum swinging Conversation alone in the mirror. I told myself before the year up, I'd be a homeowner and another millionaire up. My life crazy, but I'm way too busy to tear up. Just please keep them broke vibes from near us. We different, I'm not the one to converse. By the time you mumble your verse, I'd be in top five company comfortably. Gunner for first, it was rap for either trap. One gon' come with some perks, the other coming with a six foot hole dug in the earth. Look, I know how them numbers looking. I don't gotta check stats. The pussy good, but I still never text back. Being unsigned ain't never changed my potential. With every wave of a pencil, a nigga gaining momentum Wanna walk in my shoes, but I'm not trading my Christian for Crocs With little rap niggas only craving attention It's funny when you hot, but it's ugly when you not Everybody doubt, then suddenly you pop Niggas sign them 360s and hope it do something for they stock But I turned on more money than I got, and that's a lot Had patience and it helped I remember thinking, make it big Then decorate the crib with paintings on myself Cause that's who I owe You gotta give yourself credit, they definitely won't You won't hear this flow so often so treasure these quotes of far ass cheddar We know enough plugs with bricks that I'll probably never be broke I'm used to not getting sleep, this a 24 hour business Exercising my brain like 24 hour fitness Haters look at my jewels, get the feel of resentment Feeling like I posted by their friendship I remember selling merch dolo, mailing my own shipments Now I'm on your hoes, think it's Christmas? Am I the one tripping? Even if you think you this nice, it's gonna be hard trying to match my ambition I'm going on a rampage, handguns and champagne House need a damn maid, my watch need a lampshade Body language, everything, read what my hands say I go a little slower if you need me to translate Boss moves, keep options, that's how you plan safe Just sealed the deal for a hundred with a handshake Weighing out the racks a hustler who really made it out with rap With the jewels and the bank accounts to match The butcher I didn't come this far, I only come this far Gotta keep momentum swinging, keep momentum swinging Come this far, I only come this far Gotta keep momentum swinging yeah. When I first started recording, I swore it was more important to make it the soul train and a gold chain and some Jordans than making my own lane and then blazing a trail forward. I came from the old days where the vision was too distorted to come to an understanding. A partnership and planning for your marketing and branding. Though the office was abandoned to my surprise and monetize like Morgan Stanley, I'm in a position now to make a difference for the family. My wife, kids, and in laws deserve rewards, Picassos and Warhols. The strength of my memoirs, a wealth of knowledge from experiences I've endured. 
on Create the bars full of information like SIM cards I left courtrooms as a defendant Fully acquitted in spite of the blood Suckers who tried to sully my image And fighting with motherfuckers who tried to tell me I'm finished as if I'd ever considered The sky above as a limit When I am the scientific, my honor I'm dying with it, my kind of gifted is rare And requires a fairly different kind of spirit For its interference, I ain't trying to hear it Being fearless, how I'm pioneered into a higher Terrifying peerless, I guess I am here Cause ain't nobody near me on a pyramid And I'm adhering to the game theory I maintain momentum and I made a name Clearly, but I can't stop I believe it's no rest for the weary From the cards I was dealt to awards on my shelf I turned scars to a sense of regard For myself, based on where I set the bar I made it hard for myself, I lent a hand Before my brother's car for my help When I was still an aspiring gun Ripe for the fire and trying to find a part-time Job site that was hiring, never concerned With the age of the hype, required is trying to shake the ways of the hood like the violence Watching the homies being forced in an early retirement And stuck as another product of their environment I was told that achieving the goal starts with trying it The prize, keep your eye on it, hard work, rely on it And nothing else, don't just hustle for your health Fear ain't gonna do nothing for you until you secure your wealth Focus on the top, I've been hot since before crack rock You out your mind if you think I'ma stop, yeah I didn't come this far, I only come this far Gotta keep momentum swinging Momentum swinging, come this far, I only come this far, gotta keep momentum swinging, keep momentum swinging. But you won't let me love you. I wanna do my snoo rhymes and shit, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't know them shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, come on, come on. It's that shit, oh shit. That's that Wu-Tang shit, my nigga. Check it. Yo, this to all them fucking MCs out there in the world that think they can fuck with the old dirty bastard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Come on. Come on. What? 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 Yeah. I'm here to shock this yeah. old piece real yeah. quick. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Check. Shit get cataclysmic how I mastered the wicked division of spitting nigga pass what you wishing Cause super surpassing your vision and whatever you thinking of cause Bags are sick and they make them gag when I'm shitting type of flow See the fact is I'm back and I'm stacking them up How I'm heating the planet niggas be calling me solo maximum So effortless in how I'm attacking them even when I'm resting I'm black and niggas see the results and exit Happen like checking the pulse of a corpse when I show them no reaction Ignoring you nigga Ignore me nigga Back to stacking this paper exactly the lyrical impact is so literal criminal as in every valuable mineral, super subliminal Becoming the future like digital data Pivotal moments, she get critical haters See what I make the DJ do to the fate of Rest in peace to Rock Raider Body niggas now elated, traumatically major Dramatically catered to niggas that want it and eat it And live it and fart it just to open their vein and bleed it I superseded the situation every time it's hard to defeat it Be unstoppable, you need it Ho, 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 hit me like slow up with the flow If I move too quick, oh, you just won't know Ho, 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 hit me like slow up with the flow If I move too quick, oh, you just won't know Introducing your fuck that nigga's name My hip-hop drops on your head like rain And when it rain, it pours up my rhymes hardcore That's why I give you more yo, of the roar. Yo. 
The tables is turning, I'm enjoying just burning you niggas in school and tutoring and learning you niggas. So keep the weight and I come and weed them out beyond a reasonable doubt. I ain't rushing, I'm taking the scenic route on my paper trail to unveil and just derail all the relevant traffic and clear the lane and deliver the L-matic while keeping you hyper and keep you ecstatic while I'm bringing shit harder. Especially when it's dark, I'm a midnight marauder and I'm ready by little bitch. Hope you know I'm ready to die is the best. Appreciating this nigga life after death, but in the meantime, I'm not poisoning you niggas with the heat for the blocks. Scratching and feeding, needing a detox while you're screaming, I'm shining and gleaming and cleaning up the game in the mink while I give you what's only built for Cuban link. Niggas incredible, hoes America's most wanted, holding the four documented reporting the war report, giving you the crack, nigga, New Jack City that caught a fire for the niggas that got appetites bigger than dinosaurs. Like every time I spit, I get rid of a few. This is extinction level event. Two, two, two. Ho, ho, ho. That man like slow up with the flow. If I move too quick, oh, it's just won't know. Ho, ho, ho. That man like slow up with the flow. If I move too quick, oh, it's just won't know. No. Introducing your fuck that nigga's name. My hip hop drops on your head like rain. And when it rain, it pours. Cause my rhymes hardcore. That's why I give you more of the roar. Check it out. Now I won't turn the other cheek. But walk away anytime it's beef. If it's dead, it'll be your last shuffle. I guarantee. I took a 40 course of casualties. I'm all ready. I studied 33 strategies. So write the bullet. It's two, two, threes through your cavities. That exit out the back of your mullet. Should have happened to pull this trigger. It's how you figure, nigga. I read the evidence and watch my sins off in the same river. Possessed by Marcus Garvey, the vessel, the body, ancestors inside me. I'm starting the insurrection. The Pope's blessings upon me couldn't even come me protection. Come for prayers, my question. Why they try to play us, I'm guessing It's cause I call for the minnows, they might offend you And when I wore my fatigues, what I got into On the corner, had power, was a trap A shorty making plays every hour yeah. I did it for the glory Just another nigga from the streets Trying to find himself a little piece of the pie No, it's a bigger picture than the one that meet the high So might have to walk away from this life for my survival I got dreams and visions, it's all getting colossal Like moving mama to a castle Cause it's a hassle, getting caught up in the devil's lasso And that's what a wise man once told me I got a lot of love and respect for my OGs A lot of us turned out the predicate felons, not I My brethren's addicted to selling Slipped to turn to somebody's selling I wish that somebody would tell us then Tell us chances were slim when you dancing with sin It all start from within Sway boomers back when I was charging them 10 Who would've knew I would rock them events I rock with my young G's, that's just common sense Static selector Yeah Joey Badass Nasir
It's your girl, Miss Ruby V, and this is the Boom Bap Hour Uncut. We are here with a very, very special guest, Moreno. How you doing? Hey, what's up? What's up? It's Moreno. I'm fine. Yes. We're so happy to have you today. Definitely. And um, so tell us all of our listeners all about you as an artist and where are you from since you've given us that international love? <laughs> so my name is Moreno. I actually do rap music and I'm from Austria, Austria, Vienna in Europe. <laughs> People confuse it sometimes with Australia. But no, we are all Austria from Europe, so we don't have kangaroos, only in zoos. <laughs> and um, I'm here to promote my reggae rap album, you know, it's called One Strength and One Unity. It's a collaboration album that I did with Herb Seed from Jamaica. So, yeah, uh, basically it's about, you know, um, our spirituality, uh, how we can unify no matter what color you have, we just should be together as human beings. We should not um, divide ourselves by colors by any means necessary. And of course, you have to also open up your third eye. You know, spiritually, you have to be more open. And of course, smoking the marijuana. Which, um, yes, will actually take you even further into the spiritual plane. Exactly. In another That's realm. <laughs> another realm. Uh, look, talk about open up that third eye. Check it out. Oh, yeah, I see that. I see that. Already there now with I you. The positivity is now flowing. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So your newest song, uh, Mandela. So tell us the inspiration behind doing a tribute, of course, to the great Nelson Mandela. Yeah, so um, basically, this song is now actually very old, but I can tell the story behind. Um, I wanted to do, uh, because I'm not a real fan of politicians, but Nelson Mandela kind of stood out, because he was a, a guy way over his time. I mean, basically, the, the way he um, survived everything, you know, the upper height uh, situation, um, he was actually the first uh, black president in South Africa, which is, when I think about it, that actually there are many Africans in South Africa, but it, 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 through the history, when the colonizers came and, and it ruined everything, and, and Nelson Mandela, he was just like a fighter, you know? He never backed down. He stood for his beliefs. Um, so basically, my inspiration was to make a tribute to his song because he already passed away. And, and I wanted to make a very, very special song. So I was hitting some uh, South Africans because the hook is made by local South Africans. They made the hook. And I hooked with them up on Facebook, uh, WhatsApp. And we both came into a conclusion that we should do a song about Nelson Mandela. So he gave me the beat. Uh, I, I was watching many, many Nelson Mandela documentaries so I could learn what exactly can I rap about him, talk about him. And basically that's how it came to fruition, Nelson Mandela song. So, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, what a wonderful tribute. And um, 
you know, just some more information about your song and actually about uh, in your bio, um, it just describes as your lyrical storytelling flows over a fusion of gritty tones and reggae soundscapes. And Mandela is also featuring, is it Dajay Jobo? Dajay Jobo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And his uncle and Tote Bosasanye. Yeah. Okay. He made the hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these One. are South African singers. That's awesome. Uh, says it's set to wake and remind the masses of the fight for justice. Um, the Mandela sought to, sought to the very end. So tell me, how did the song? Uh, how did it feel making the song, collaborating with the other artists? How was that experience? Oh, it's a wonderful experience because um, you have to know that. Um, it's not an everyday life that you connect with people and they have the same uh, vision like yourself. And um, I don't know how to describe it because as an artist, I'm always happy if I can work with other artists around the world. So it's an honor and it's a blessing too. So I'm counting my blessings. So I'm, I thank God every day that he gives me these blessings to work with people. And, and you know, Nelson Mandela, like I said, he fought freedom for justice you know for great opportunities and he's worth mentioning you know i want to give the knowledge to my audiences when they listen to nelson to the song nelson mandela then they would say oh man this guy really stood up for something you know so that's basically why we made that record um with myself and my brother and yeah right that's, that's, that's basically <laughs> And what a wonderful collaboration. I mean, because you're in Austria and then South Africa and all that come together and it just all brings together, you know, the whole concept of, you know, everyone unifying together. And that's, you know, that's what we need right now in this climate exactly. that's going on in the world. So, you know, what a timely and inspiring message that, you know, you all put together. So uh, that's so wonderful. Yes. Thank you. Uh, and where do you find your artistic inspiration? What inspires you when, you know, you get up and you say, hey, I'm feeling like putting the song together. What, what is your, you know, uh, inspiration? What kind of just triggers you to say, oh, uh, put that together? Oh, it's basically everywhere. When I go to the streets or when I just go um, shopping or when I wake up from my, you know, when I wake up from my bed and I'm thinking some of a rhyme and it, I just write it down on a piece of paper. And mostly my inspirations come from news, um, movies, TV series, um, basically what I read on the newspapers, um, practically everywhere. Okay, okay. So I get inspiration. And of course, and yeah, and of course, uh, basically also for my uh, rap uh, rappers that I look up to, you know, um, or reggae musicians that I look up to. So basically, they give me some kind of inspiration to do, you know, whatever comes in my mind, to write it down and make a perfect song. Definitely. Okay, okay. Uh, so we love to ask... Um, our artists this important question. What made yeah. you fall in love with hip hop? Oh, I knew you were gonna ask it because you asked the same question to Fredro too. 
Mm-hmm. And we love hearing it. answers to that. So, so I will basically come. I will basically come with the same answer that you know, for the love of hip hop, I am hip hop. Rap is what we do, but hip hop is what we live. So that's basically it. That's right. That's right. You live the culture, so that's that's super dope. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So tell us how can we find everything as far as your you know website, social media. Like how can we find all of your music? Okay. Um, you can find me on YouTube, uh, Skin Devil Entertainment, basically on YouTube music channel. Um, you can find me also on social media like Instagram under Moreno Skin Devil, uh, Facebook Moreno Skin Devil. Yeah, that's basically it. Okay, all right. Well, what we're going to be doing after this interview is definitely playing Mandela. And you guys are in for a real treat. So definitely just, you know, keep it locked. And um, thank you again, Marino, for joining us today from across the world. We got to come over and see y'all so we can, you know, we want to want to start a boom bap hour tour. So definitely got to put Austria on on the list, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> on the map. <laughs> I feel you, I feel you. Oh, I, I would love to do that. When this crisis is all over, we should meet and hook up. <laughs> yes, we should, we should. I'm so excited to do that. I just love meeting artists around the world. I mean, this is just an opportunity that, you know, sometimes you just don't run into all the time. So uh, this is great meeting new people and new artists every time. So um, thank you again so much for joining us. And, um, all right, now it's Moreno, straight out of Austria, and keep it locked. It's the Boom Bap Hour Uncut. Yeah, 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 we back. Wow, wow, wow. Bap Hour Uncut. Feeling good on this vanilla. That was a flavor. Yeah, that interview was flavor with the homie Moreno. Yeah, yes, man. You Austrian god. Absolutely. Yo, dude was hype. What? Yes, he was. Yes. Who had the glasses on? He had the glasses on. Yes. Talk about the third eye. He's talking about all that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he was definitely on it, right? Uh, So, that was definitely interview. And also, you know, um, definitely enjoyed that cut from his album as well. Yes. So, uh, Steve Harvey shares his thoughts on Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan's Valentine's Day celebration. Okay, wait, she picked him? Uh, MBJ? That's who she got? That, yep, yep. They, they are in love and they had an extremely extravagant Valentine's Day. Um, so Steve Harvey shared his thoughts on his stepdaughter Lori Harvey's relationship with Michael B. Jordan. But before he said what he thought of the actor, he had to make one thing clear. He said he's a nice guy, but he's not the sexiest man alive to me at all. Uh, refer- referencing the actors given the title of 2020 Sexiest Man Alive by People. Uh, he said he gave the t- Steve Harvey gave the title to himself. Talking about all these people I'm paying for. Hell, if they ain't sexy, what is? <laughs> <laughs> He said, well, I've never been attractive. I knew that. That's why I had to come up with these damn jokes. But this kid, I like him, right? Then, so Jimmy Kimmel says, well, he rented out like the entire aquarium for your daughter. And he says, yeah, well, good luck, homie. He said, you know, Valentine's come every year. I don't know if you know how this works or not, but I don't know how you're going to top that. But good luck, partner. You must be coming out with a Creed 4, 5, and 6. (laughs) 
Yo, this nigga retarded. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. So, so wait, hold on. Lori Harvey ain't really his daughter, is he? It's his stepdaughter. Right. So he didn't make her, right? So uh, he don't give a not. fuck about her and her who she fucking. Her I real daddy right. care. I mean, she's the young. real daddy. She is young. She, you know, just she's not that young. Fit. That's not his real, yeah, real it's daughter. His stepdaughter. Oh wow. Yeah. She yeah. ain't that young. Ah well, she's that, in her twenties. That 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 twat been around the block a little, a little something, something, something. Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> she ain't well, that young. <laughs> a I lot mean, of dudes say they tap that. Well, <laughs> maybe Lori. Well, maybe Lori didn't decide she wanted to settle down, and Michael obviously <gasps> sees something right in her. So, hey, there you go. You know, yeah, is she? I mean, like these young boys, crazy over her though. But what is so special right? about her? <laughs> she got to do some right shit. She could be. I, I've never like I never really seen like a picture that just made something. me go, oh man, who is she? Right, right, right. She's super. Head, <laughs> she's hey. super hair twenty twenty one. That's what y'all saying. Hey. She's super hair twenty twenty one and beyond. She gobbling them she up. Gobbling. Throw baby. She got the throw baby. She the new throw, throw baby. baby. Shout out to homeboy, baby. That's all. Oh, so, baby. <laughs> that shit is crazy. Yeah. Okay, Lori Harvey. Well, you know, hey, it look, Lori got do what she do. That's 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 Lori, you know. So, hey, hey, you settle down with Mike. There you go. Good luck to y'all relationship. All right. No, them is <laughs> them finna be like. Some amazing looking kids. Uh, yeah, because they both are nice kids. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to be some amazing looking kids. Definitely. I hope that's a power couple that stays together. But uh, guess what? They're not going to stay together. Come on, y'all, cut it out. How y'all, how you it's know? Yeah, come on, y'all, stop. How you know? We know America. America is, da- is just dangerous to celebrity relationships. I don't yes, know about well, regular relationships. I don't even know how these celebrities do it. But celebrity relationships That's is too dangerous. That's pressure on a whole other level. Right. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Everybody all up look, in your shit. You got everybody every girl all in, in America want to fuck and Michael B. Jordan. And every, everywhere. Niggas everywhere. making records Papa about Rocky Lori Harvey. Everything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Social media all over your shit. Exactly. So that's going to be tough. good, huh? You on the download talking about getting your porn. Oh, I saw that a, shit. A, a little bit. That's you know, I got the good. Cabernet solving solving on over here. Sauvignon. But you know. Sauvignon. You know how I got, yeah, put a little chill on it, you know what I'm saying? Hey yo, y'all follow us at the Boom Bap Hour on all social media. You dig? Yeah, make sure y'all follow that. Word, Yo, make man. sure y'all check into the website too, bizzlemakesbeats.com. There you go. Oh, yes. Plug, plug. And then check know. out our store with our t-shirts. I wish y'all could see me right now, but I got on one of our t-shirts right now. Okay, we also have a Boom Bap Hour store where we got all of our branded material. Yes. Check out the Miss Ruby V page. So you have to definitely follow at Miss Ruby V and you can hit the link in bio. Okay. Um, but if you want the link, it is the boombapphour.storeenv.com. Okay. And we got all of our branded material with uh, the Boom Bap Hour logo. And we also have the Miss Ruby V signature tees as well. So definitely check us out. Okay. Wow. So Neo responds to a YouTuber who put him on blast. Uh, what did Neo do? Uh, what, did, Neo. what did Sterling Schaefer do? Sterling Schaefer? Who is that? I'm Neo. Like, <laughs> that's his name, ain't it? Oh, Schaefer, you're not being funny. Schaefer that's really Smith. his name. Schaefer Smith. That's his name. <laughs> Schaefer Smith. That's why he had to call himself Neo. <laughs> I am 
dying Because his name there. is Schaefer. That is, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. Cool as hell, Neo, but that's All right, keep funny. it real. Okay, you're a woman. Is Neo funny looking to you? <laughs> don't he no? look like an alien? Stop. You don't well, look funny? Well, I know that he always had to keep his hat on. Well, you already take his hat off? He got that Donald Jones thing going on where you take your hat off your head. Just look, look like funny as fuck, right? Wop head. But, you know, I'm head ass nigga. I'm oh, watermelon head. Oh, peanut head. You know, I've always enjoyed oh, Neo's music immensely. You know? <laughs> so I always the ones who got a little something going on, like music with that eye, but his music was the shit, boy. It's always it. You know? I'm yeah, D O D O D O. dope. He had to, I mean, he had to find some way to get to the ladies. There you go. Hey, it was all the it way. It was going to be his looks. But, yeah. nigga, I'm the same way, so I feel you, nigga. <laughs> yeah, because my head, if I had his hair, I swear my head funny. Y'all be talking about this. I'll be like, you know, you know the kids got, got that head from you. You know what? You know that, right? You, you, you got to have to. Okay. On to the next about heads. <laughs> but then you try to crack on me. You said I whop a head. Said my head looked like Gina for Martin. But anyway, I'm moving on. It do. I mean, it does. Okay, so what the YouTuber said about (laughs) Neo. Anyway, so there's a lot of controversy surrounding Neo and his wife, Crystal Smith, who is currently expecting baby number five. Um, So they announced they'd be... They announced they will be splitting in February and have seemingly found a way to to repair an unhappy home. Even though they seem happy, the rest of the world can't seem to share the joy after bringing up some old rumors regarding his ex-wife, Monietta Shaw. Y'all remember, um, oh gosh, I forgot the reality show. It was, um, R&B divas? Something like that, yeah. Or ex-wives of the R&B stars? Something Something like that, right. So fans claim that Neo convinced his ex-wife to get her tubes tied because he didn't want any more kids. And since then, Crystal has stepped into the conversation to defend her man, but it wasn't until a YouTuber by the name of Joey Beauty made a video canceling Neo uh, that Neo actually stepped into the conversation, right? So here's what she had to say. She said, I think I really came to the conclusion today that Neo is trash. Neo is so trash, he's having baby number five with his wife Crystal, but everything about him is such Libra vibes, indecisive, don't know what the fuck, can't make up his mind for shit, right? So, uh, in response to that, Neo clapped back at the comments by saying, I mean, how else could she judge me in any of my shortcomings or mistakes unless it is true that she has never made any mistakes herself? Uh, he said, I smiled the whole time watching that. People's bitterness at my success and happiness is entertaining to me. I don't know if it's that Neil. Anyway, I'm assuming that she is the first wave of attack from some perfect clan of people that have decided to wage war against me and all of my imperfection. Now, I mean, I don't know if people just manage your success, Neil. Um, but they, <laughs> if that's the reason why they're coming back. But again, I agree that, look, if everybody makes mistakes in life, all right? So, and that's Neo you know, business. It, it's, why it, everybody ma- makes why mistakes is he all in his life, business? You know, so it is what uh-huh. it is. You know, sometimes you may think that you may not, you don't know who you're going to meet in the future. You know what I'm saying? That's so, right. If that didn't work out between you and your ex-wife and y'all decided to do that decision, then she didn't have to do it. That was on her to do that if she wanted to. I mean, you know, but some people's a little salty because they're saying that he convinced her to do it. And now he's having more babies. But, you know, what do y'all think about that? <laughs> he didn't want to have no more babies with Magneta. That's what okay. that. That's what I think that's about that. That's it. That, okay. that just I mean he didn't want to have no more he with her. That's right. all. No more kids. Who gives a fuck? He didn't know what he was going to be doing ten years later. You can't you don't have a crystal ball and you can't tell? Right. 
Right. At that moment, he was like, look, no, nah, we ain't having no more kids. Right. Okay? Right, we right. done. And she was like, all right, cool. I, I guess because the final decision was always up to her. It's not like Neo could put her to sleep and take her shit out of her. Right. <laughs> and then she wake up, and he's like, I told y'all we weren't having no more babies, so I took care of that. <laughs> he can't do that. This has got to be up to her. So if she did that, or made that decision, decision, she wanted know. to. And then, you know, even in the in the show, it seemed like she was okay with it or halfway okay with it or whatever. You know, I mean, hey, it is what it is. But, hey, best of luck to them, right? So, she was all right. She was cool, yeah. So Ice Cube revives Free Friday campaign making Warner Brothers public enemy number one. Apparently, they're not letting the Friday franchise go. What you mean? So he he says, don't own Friday. He wrote it. Well, he says pound free Friday from the jaws of Warner Brothers, who refuses to make more sequels. They have hijacked the happiness of the culture. Cube has vented about his frustrations with Warner Brothers on numerous occasions during the 2019 funeral for actor John Witherspoon, who played Cube's father, Willie Jones, in the Friday franchise. He explained why the next installment last Friday hasn't been made and pointed the finger at New Line Cinema, uh, a label of Warner Brothers, okay, and said, I really apologize to my friend for not getting the next Friday movie made. It's not my fault. Some dumbass people in Hollywood at New Line Cinema. If you want to, you can email Toby Emmerich and Richard Brenner if you feel like I feel. So, Throw some big names over there, too. Uh, <laughs> they not no punk-ass niggas at the company. They like the top niggas over there. Well, guess what? He called them punks. He said, you punks. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Ice Cube. Had two scripts, and you didn't want to do them. That's the real. We were trying to make that movie for years, and we couldn't get it done. We got the other three and got our memories, right? And then further complicating it is that now Debo died, right? Damn. On December 10th, 2020, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, friends and family in that case had grew increasingly concerned when they hadn't heard from him from roughly 24 hours, and they found him. He was 62 at his Marina Del Rey, California home okay so man that i guess it's just you know gonna be friday all the way up until the third one and that's it that sucks but you know i guess he might just let it go because you know it might not be the same now with some of those other people being passed away you know what i mean yeah it's gonna be weird yeah if it's going because it's supposed to be like the final one that brings all of the characters from all of them all together. Exactly. And it's like you're missing Pops yep. and Devo. Like, that's going to be crazy. Like, the two, one of the two main ones. Like, man, that, that would really suck. Like, they always the problem. Rest like, in peace, John Witherspoon. For real. I just thought about that. Like, even if the Wayans brothers wanted to do something like a reboot, yep. they Can't couldn't because he was like, the, like a main part of that show. Like, yep. Man, I didn't know. Um, I mean, his career spanned a really long time. Like, I think I was watching what's you know what's happening comes on in the morning, around like six in John the morning. John Witherspoon was on there. I think he was on there. It's like a DJ, like doing the um, wow, like a music contest or okay. something like that. You know, you know, a rerun and all mm-hmm, them was mm-hmm. doing like the yeah, man. I'm like, dang, he's really been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. So recipes. Goddamn spoon. Gave us a lot of memories. A lot. 
Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Boom, boy. boy. He was a beast. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, um, how about Bobby Schmurda's streams have jumped 624% following his prison release. Okay, all right, all right. Cynical biz. Okay. Cynical biz. Okay. <laughs> Here I come. I got to ask the question. All right. <laughs> all right. Now, I'm cynical from a music standpoint, too. Okay. Like, Bobby Smurder, he, he, he got hits to you for real, dog. No, no, no hits, but. I mean, these kids, these like, it's a going, bunch of little kids that like that niggas, song, right? That first song, that's it. Since then, Bobby Smurder ain't, like, it ain't like, okay, no, like. He did a couple of others. He got, he got some other shit. All of the, I think all of that but was just no a product. Like it was that, a byproduct though. of the fact that he got yeah, locked like up. Young shit. I mean, other shit. I mean. Be- if he didn't get locked up, those songs wasn't those great. They wasn't that great. Mm. If you get what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like they was bigger because because of the fact he, he was locked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Because the, the songs wasn't like like. I don't know. Like, all right, all right. Let me ask you a question. You know who Five Year Foreign is? No. Okay. He sounds familiar, but it's very familiar. Five Year. He's like, he's Fabio. he's. Hold on, wait, wait. Go ahead. Nah, it's not coming to. It's not computer. Five Year Foreign is like the same cloth as Pop Smoke. Okay. Right. So they do the same kind of music. Okay. He said, "Get hit with a lip, bitch." Hold on, the light skin nigga. This is, yeah, the you know what I'm talking about. That's five of yo. Yeah. The light skin nigga, right? Yeah, uh huh. The new shit they got now. The the, the well, new no, shit. Well, no, five of yo was out before us, like or maybe same time as Pop Smoke. Oh wow. He just as hot. He got just as many hits. Wow. But what I'm saying is like, like, he's like, but because he ain't in jail or locked up. His music is just right, re- like it's being received at like it really is. Where I feel like Bobby Schmurder, like they piping him up because of that jail thing. And I think that that's and I, and I it's had it's sad to say this, but yo, this is the cracker racist regime that's trying to like pipe that up and reinforce that whole yeah. Let's make the jail nigga a hero. Let's make him a hero so that these other little niggas will be like, yeah, I need to get my stripes like Bobby Smurder. I need to go to jail. I need to be one of them niggas. You know what? I don't As like that. you're saying it, it definitely is a mental, it could be a like mental that. thing. That's As cynical biz, seeing that and going. That's, but it's a comeback story too. You know, everybody likes an underdog, but, something happened to you. And too, you know, I mean, that, I get what uh-huh. he's saying. Like, okay, think about it. Making him all like he's sudden. not like so like he's not like Kendrick Lamar good right right I didn't hear I don't hear it yet so I don't understand what all, all like sudden, all the the up. like the uh, okay. hoopla is over he just right. blew, it's just a big because it's not like, like we was waiting for like the return of Nas like we was like oh shit Nas in jail he just got out he about to write the craziest album of all time. It's right. about to go down. Like I don't, right. I'm not expecting Bobby Smurder to come out and just blow my mind with music. Or, or, or am I wrong? We don't know yet, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Because before <laughs> he didn't blow my mind with music. That right. that song that 
that one. <laughs> that that one. Thing. It was just that. Um, you know how grip. old that song is? I was playing that song at the playground. The grip. Wow. I DJ at the playground. Up. The griff made it in hot. Years. <laughs> the griff made it hot. Yeah, he's huh? been. Uh, in grip, jail for a, gift, a long time. The gift, I mean, so, the wow. gift. What is it? The gift? That little thing that keeps going. Yeah, back the and gift. Forth? Yeah. That's what made. Oh it yeah, with the hat. When he threw the hat up in the air, <laughs> and they was like, it. "What happened to the hat?" <laughs> and what happened to the hat? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yo, I'm telling y'all, like, look how old that is, though. But it doesn't that was mean a that he's a long time ago. But guess who was holding him down? The Quavo. So Quavo, him being big as far as how, how big he is, okay, he, he you know uh, may have been amping it up, and because of his celebrity, now he maybe gotten people excited about something. Okay, just like and, this. And okay, now, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give y'all another thing. Tupac was dead, and people was digging up Tupac verses, right? He was dead in the grave, oh, yeah. and they was digging up Tupac verses and Tupac's making songs, not dead. right? Tupac is alive. Fuck that. Tupac Bobby Smurder was alive, and they couldn't dig up no Bobby Smurder verse and put on a song that just was that would have made him still be hot right now. Bobby Smurder's not Tupac. He's not in the booth doing what Tupac was doing. You get they it? Just said they was the same age. That's a different ball game. No, I, listen to me. They, Tupac did what, way more point. than what everybody did. They the same did. age, but, right? You know what? They, they had the same hunger and work ethic. Because somebody was just saying, yo, Tupac at 25 did. He died at that age. He died at 25, right. mind you. Right. And think about what the fuck he was doing and what the fuck he did. What he at, accomplished. And all he accomplished. Before the before age of 25. 25. He died at 25. And yep. Bobby Schmurder. <laughs> And Tupac went to jail too. Yep, he did all of this after shot a going cop. to jail. And, and came out and shot with, the police. Uh, me against the world with a double. And shot a double, double, blah, blah, okay. blah. That to yeah. me is something that that deserves Tupac. What the fuck did Bobby Smurder do that matches up to that? He oh made one song. Jesus Christ! Wow. It's well, a reason. It's like anything do else. you think Somebody that it could be the agenda? Social media. Social media social did that media for Bobby Smurder. And I'm telling you, black people don't control it. Who controls social media? What do we just say? Well, corporations do. Right, and who owns the corporations? Yeah, mostly. <laughs> yeah, we already know. So their agenda is was being the rap piped game, up Was these, the people in the rap game hyping them up? Bringing them out? You know? Could, could be. I mean, again, he did have that. Was the people like... You know, cause that's no, what I'm saying is like, how come nobody like you just said Quavo, right? Right. I didn't hear one Bobby Smurder verse on no Quavo record in the last ten years. Cause Bobby was still signed to what you call it. He probably couldn't. They probably said, "Yo, fuck that." No Bobby Smurder. Like come on, no Bobby. Right. So no you bo- saying that the white people that own the rights to Bobby Smurder said, "You niggas can't use nothing from Bobby Smurder ever." Like it depends on if he was just saying That's, verses that were not part of his contract right, with them, you know. Well, you okay, know. okay. I'm not, saying, fun, I'm not saying I'm not saying he did that. Okay, I'll give you I'm another just, example. I'm, I'm not saying though. I'm not saying because <laughs> it's like it's, it just don't make sense to me. It's something in the water. All I'm saying. Okay. It's what you said the first it's like earlier. It just don't make sense. It's what you said earlier. It's like he getting the same dog. It's what you said earlier. I know it is. It's exactly what you said earlier. And that's crazy. It's exactly what you said. That's why we gotta watch out. We gotta keep when that you third said eye. That, open. It just it hurt. It hit my third eye. And watch what messages is being piping. I'm not. You know that they pushing through. And how we how we. It's what you said earlier, yo. Let's hype this up. Right. Make cool. this nigga the king of the of hip hop. 
Well, you know what? It's kind of the same thing with how they did with radio. I never forget. I went to, um, uh, okay, uh, I don't know if y'all remember the real world. Uh, the first real world. They're actually getting ready to ride that shit, okay? The first one so in New they're, York? They're, yep, they're getting ready to have a reunion on that. And Kevin Powell, he was a, yep, a black yep. dude on there. Uh-huh. He also was interviewed right. at Biden on that, right? Um, all of them, yep. Uh-huh. And so I actually went to hear uh, Kevin Powell talk about the radio and everything because I was like reading his books and everything. He was talking about the same thing as what you're saying as far as controlling the narrative, how corporations also control radio. So there's like five corporations who control every single radio station in this United States. And and depending on the, on who's putting the money in, almost like a political campaign. I think they did that with Gangsta Rap. They did. That was his point. Absolutely that exactly they did that. What he they said. did that with Gangsta Rap, That's yo. That's how Gangsta Rap kind of came into the whole the prison because they it, own the prisons too it's a reason why you didn't hear that conscious music no more because they felt like black people was getting a little too you know whatever too smart. and too so smart. we're getting ready to put some shit out there because it's they making them go. smart through the music and we don't like that because it's making it too easy for them to get the message yep like when you gotta listen so to easy. it from a preacher or from an orator it's, people don't get it but if you can listen to it through music it's so much easier to digest and really learn from. Because I was learning from Public Enemy, yep. X-Clan. Mm-hmm. You was learning you that me? shit. Yeah. I was learning. Because I was like, I, I didn't know. My parents did real talk. My parents did not teach me about Malcolm X. I had to learn about Malcolm X through PE. Yep. Well, I mean, think about it, though. There was a lot of them That's were part that, of a that generation is that, that is true. you know, I mean, that think about true. depending on how old, old, you know, my parents, they were born in the 40s. So, you know, sometimes they, it depends my on. My parents were born in the 30s. So they I were did. like, mm, they messed they, down right. with the revolution. Some people what? Right. You know, it was, it, just, a, it was, a, what it was. Yo, my Black mom people are not monolithic. You're right. Some people wasn't with that shit. Why the revolution was getting on. Right. I mean, my parents didn't go into great detail about it either. I mean, you know, I learned about about that in school. I had to learn about all I learned myself, about Martin you know? Luther King Jr. in school, not from my parents. Yeah, my pop, and bro, I was born on the same game. day. Right. My pops, that's a different ballgame. He was a revolutionary. Yep. But no, I didn't never I didn't learn about Fred Hampton or none of these people because and they was the people I should have been learning about because they would have been giving me a little a, more a different insight. way of thought. Right. And I would have had I wouldn't have just been like, oh, this is the only way to Stop the world right is. there. Did you hear what you just said? He said if he would have learned about Fred Hampton, mm-hmm. it would have gave him a different train of thought. That's exactly what they didn't want to happen. Right. Yeah, That's why they got that rid of him. Exactly That's why they got rid of him. Right yep. there. Dog, he was only 21? 20 fucking one. Think about and all make the a difference like that at that age and at that time. Like the power think he about had at that time. All the people from that time to here on now, if we would have actually learned that, would have influenced from then. The thinking process of young black America would have changed if we really would have been learning about all of these people back when it was. Why was it only exactly. just Martin Luther King? Right. That's all of us. The, they the had to peace. force Malcolm X because in Martin that Luther King was nonviolent. Right. So that was the most softest, easiest to, to digest message to send to us. To yep. us. Absolutely. To and they was like, us. "Yeah, let him be nonviolent. Let we'll let that one get through." But Malcolm X and uh, Eldridge Cleaver and Stokely Carmichael and no, all can't. of that, uh, the Black Panthers no, and we don't kill them. 
Kill that. Kill him. Yeah. That, that dude Hoover, he was like, get rid of him. Get rid of him. We Throw that shit well, away. Of course, because of the, you know, I mean, we have a lot of um, police killings going on right now, but the police killings back then, they just weren't recorded. It was way more back then. It was way so, more. So, I mean, they, I've never seen any, any organization, you know, try to go against that the way the Black shit, Panthers have. Just, like, um, back then. What's, what's this? I, that, that was Look, it. Check this out. It, what, what? It's should be the anniversary of um was it Aubrey? Um, Armor Aubrey. Yep. Oh, Armor Aubrey. It was yeah Feb- February because it was around your birthday. So around my birthday. Mm-hmm. And now they um they're gonna be going to trial in March. Yep. And George and George Floyd's uh um killer is in trial right now Derek in Jones. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. In Minnesota, right? Yeah. Yep. So speaking of that, that kind of goes into our next interview. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because we we about to have to wrap it up. We yep. wrap it up. So we want to definitely check out the full interview with Minneapolis's own Houston White. Okay. Oh shit. Okay. Houston White. What's good? Yeah. So I actually went to Houston high school here. alumni. He Shout also out. class of ninety six. <laughs> Minnesota. Yes, absolutely. Shout out to my Minnesota people. There you go. There you go. Love y'all family. Right. Uh, so he talks to us about the clothing line Black Excellence, which actually is nationally renowned Don't now. Lie. On uh, Good Morning America, yeah, I've seen uh, that. I've dude seen was that. talking about like the capital and everything, and um, you know, in the city that was rocked last year by the killing of George Floyd, not only does he have that clothing line, but he also have Camden Town, which is uh, basically a whole black community that he's building. Okay, um, so the place where black joy, black culture, black excellence, and black ownership come together to create vibrant black future. So, anyone that is building a community and keep the economics within the community, definitely down to give them an interview. So, shout out to Houston White, proud of what you're doing for the city. Check out the interview next. That's right. Oh, and we're gonna be out of here, y'all. So, we're gonna catch y'all on the next episode. Yes. We already know what time it is. Stay straight. Let's go! He was even in prison and taken captivity He stood for justice and fairness Freedom and dignity Democracy, harmony and unity Peace and democratic Free society with equal Opportunities Come on!
don't know Marvel Comics Smuggle coffee up for promise he fought for justice Father of a nation opposed racial separation Sent to jail, never bail, failed, trail, bail 27 years back in the day Then in 94 became the first black hat of the state Holds the Nobel Peace Prize, no bout Mandela He's the love, carry the loving father of South Africa Tricolor flag Black for the people Green for the land Gold for resources of Africa Nelson Mandela Our Madiba The ANC's tricolor flag Black for the people Green for the land Gold for resources of Africa Nelson Mandela Our Madiba Yeah 46664 Them been waiting for worldwide. Give it to them. Album just sell platinum. We come here with me chain round me neck long dung. Real reggae music, the vibes can done. Real reggae music in a the hot sun. Me say tell me two granny, say me just win the Grammy. As me touch to make a pocket buff up with nanny. Catch right, Jimmy, Jerry, and Janet. The whole 14 parish rest more than people glad. When the music I hit you, you feel like we dance. When the music I hit you, you feel like we dance. Make your live for 50 times, your own weird like ants. Everybody just dance and wave your hands. With your music play in a any class. He make you see clearer in a your test glass. When Friday day come, they make nobody vex bass. Remember the day, certain things me a feel laugh. A reggae music and that we a endorse. We no matter what it costs, reggae music sell fast. Everybody line everywhere that have to cross. Every promoter stage show that I sell laugh. We new album just sell platinum. We come here with me chain round me neck long dumb. Real reggae music, the vibes can done. Real reggae music in a the hot sun. We new album just sell platinum. We come here with we chain round me neck long dumb. Real reggae music, the vibes can done. Real reggae music in a the hot sun, 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 sun. We be rocking the boat, about to have a little. 
the smoke I revibration conscious meditation Feeling deep, Haley Selassie Our true king, praise Got a smile on my face Feeling the holy sun upon my skin Herb seed, got a guitar on his side Hit the drum, people are dancing to the holy sun Cripple king now tell me isn't it a great time to be alive Keep going on the right way Rock the wave, speaking the truth to our youth It is cool how we behave, your whole life is a vacation The herbs are your medication Helping you to reach a higher meditation Clean your mind with your third eye You got to have a pure heart Reggae music is pure art Don't let Babylon take away the good part Nah, we show it how it goes We rocking the boats, we rocking the boats We rocking the shows, we dropping the codes We popping the goats, we stopping the ghosts Indeed, puffing that ivory We so fly, so high Just like a plane Token that dope, dank, sweet Mary Jane I'm on a whole other plane Filled torch with fresh butane Light it up, you know man Smoking like a big ass train Miss that vibe when you get high Smoking through the night You can pass the duchy to the left side Just ask a friend to come on by Bring a bong, bring a pound to pass around That is how we all get down Turn our frowns upside down We got one life Live it right with those that you like We are destined to shine Spit the verse a couple rhymes Right now, this is our time We new album, just sell platinum We come here with me chain round me neck London Real reggae music, the vibes can done Real reggae music in a hot sun We new album, just sell platinum I don't feel no pain Sweet reggae music plays to heal your brain People chant, delete the hate Now and forever let's come together Make a change, listen I spit simple My verses are biblical Life is mystical, spiritual not physical Make this world livable Burn them imbeciles Study the principles Knowledge makes you invincible We be smoking a joe Police leave my colleagues alone Reggae music is forever, I'm not selling my soul Everybody know what chronic speak Yes, I and I represent the king of kings Yes, come sit down with me and start reasoning Positive message is what I'm expressing We be remaining cool and making a move Attacking the goons, spreading the truth Helping the poor, stopping the crooks and bending the crush We album, just sell platinum We come here with me chain round me neck London
Biggie North got hit with a chain Hard best tears to the dance floor Greg Valentine, lower ties Blew his brains out, ran off the handlebars Doggy paddle, the vengeance, tremendous Pushing three door pins, they never coming out I had twins, walked the corner, put my gun out close Take that fucking chain off, I need that money And that sock filled with packs of dope Duffel bag rumors where we read up My dress shot five niggas, smooth as EA And rock the season Peace almighty, grimy Kimbo edition, oh my modest Federal prison, guess who ran the day room Don't touch the wrong TV I watch you while I'm six and poke with my shades on Niggas getting pleasure when they toe tag And vintage Gordian I'm talking no fashion, shooter got a cold game Yeah, the flash motherfuckers got the game on lap Keep shooting it till it ain't no shots The love please forgive all my niggas in the box But one come home then another get locked Motherfuckers got the game on lock Keep shooting it till it ain't no shot And now please forgive all my niggas in the box Second to establish the hit. Send my lower homie at you, have him stab through your kiss. Got a kilo on my neck, nigga, average a brick. Your bitch face painted on my pants, ravishing Rick. How stylish is this? No hate, no malice is this. Whipping heavy, all these carrots on wrist. Thousand dollar bottle sprays, my whole palette is rich. Menage twice times six, nigga, Paris was lit. I get more twat, more checks than you. You a vegan, now you a vegetable. All guns blazing, my man got locked, came home, went back, he said it's vacation Up top shaking, just stuffed the back with an eighth win West made the tag from the apron, five star sweets the bus plays, you do the days in Get to the money every day spent And yo, the flyest motherfuckers got the game on lock Keep shooting it till it ain't no shots The love please forgive all my niggas in the box But one come home, then another get locked Motherfuckers got the game on lock Keep shooting it till it ain't no shot And now please forgive all my niggas in the box But one come home and another got locked I'm doing a lot, most valuable like Hassan Assad Got enhancement talent hammers, they'll do the job On my side, color nine with the windows down Play whatever hand I get but never ever show my card Lay down, niggas ain't thug, don't think we can't tell it ring out You call from the blood, look like you gang real Milan poppin', fiends coppin', that's my young one A lot of shoppers don't look like rockers because they're young bucks <laughs> Okay, you dope with them. I got two pair of Dunkin' phones and I ain't open them yet A nigga be floatin' on these vocals, I've been a goat with the pen And they can snub you all they well, we keep revolvers for that But love me back, I try to keep my dog out the trap He say he got it with that rock like Kevin Hart and McMahon It's hard to be great, and honestly way harder when black And I feel like Jake Roberts, boy, slime in his bag for real Hey yo, the flyest motherfuckers got the game on lock Keep shooting it till it ain't no shots The love please forgive all my niggas in the box But one come home and another get locked Flyest motherfuckers got the game on lock Keep shooting it till it ain't no shots The love please forgive all my niggas in the box But one come home and another got locked your girl miss ruby v and this is the boom bap hour uncut i am here with a very special guest on the ruby v exclusive we have houston white uh fashion designer 
founder of, uh, you know, North Minneapolis owned Houston White Men's Room, the Houston White brand, uh, doing real estate development. I mean, you're just doing all kinds of stuff all over the place. And I mean, come on, you are 1996 North Minneapolis alumni. So only greatness could come out of that. You know what I'm saying? Give it up for Houston White. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for having me. It's, a, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. It's been a long time, but it's always good to be Yes, absolutely. And, you know, this interview means a lot, not only because, you know, I love my hometown. I, I miss I miss Minneapolis. I got to get back so soon so that I can, you know, visit with everyone and see everybody. But it just means a lot because, number one, you are dedicated to making sure that you are generating, you know, wealth in our community. And I am dedicated to making sure that I, you know, uh, make sure that I give exposure to anyone who is doing that. So I'm just, you know, just let me personally say thank you for what you're doing for Minneapolis. Yes, yes. So you had a huge accomplishment last year. So let's talk about that. Um, the Black Excellence Collection was created exclusively for the reopening of the Minneapolis Lake Street Target. Uh, now, for those who don't know, for our listeners who you know are not familiar with what that actually you know um, represents, really that's the neighborhood that was ground zero in the long overdue racial justice awakening. Um, that Target was really hit hard. Um, I don't know if you guys were watching the news, but you know, that's where the windows were busted. You know, all of that went down at that Target. So in that uh, civil unrest. So uh, really it was very historical that it reopened because it was the basically the reopening of an entire community. So how do you feel being part of that historic event? Uh, it's just that, like it's historic, right? I feel honored to have been tapped for that because you know most people don't know it started because folks were going to get milk right so they could get the um, chemicals out of their eyes that was originally why why those youngsters were running in target to get milk uh -huh. that led to some folks you know getting unruly with them and then it kind of put it into a complete destruction of that store right because we came in to just get milk and we ended up being mistreated and so it was just like this kind of enough is enough moment and i gotta say to the folks at target you know who decided that that store was essential it was essential to the community you know who shopped there who needs that and they made it a a, a, a firm commitment that we're going to reopen it but the thing was you can't just reopen a target in the community like that and just do the same thing right like that uh -huh. And it feels inappropriate. And so they listen. What does the community want? How do we build a place that reflects the community? And so for me to have a brand that started in the basement when I was 12 years old, uh, to be on those shelves and to be a part of something that was historic. Um, and hopefully that 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 um, contributes to a healing. Uh -huh. And it's colossal, you know, it's huge, huge moment. Absolutely, yes. So since then, you even had more great milestones, such as your collection premiering nationwide in JCPenney. Y'all walked in JCPenney 
just looking to pick this shirt up, <laughs> me and my husband, right? And I was like, hold on, wait a minute. That's his stuff right over there. Like, I ain't even expect you to have a whole setup like that. So, you know, he was like, well, let's go ahead and get some footage. So, you know, it's like, man, I, that was so dope to me. I was so excited about that. Um, and, you know, how do you feel about your clothes being not only premiered nationwide in JCPenney, but you've also featured in Forbes as well. So congratulations on that. Thank you, thank you. you know, the JC, so we did JCPenney last year um, and it was, um, it was a test, right? Like, so the, the, the biggest moment last year was, was my mom being in Mississippi, going in uh, to a store that wasn't necessarily welcoming to people who look like her years ago and picking up a shirt in Jackson, Mississippi and doing, getting footage and saying, this is my son's brand, right? And to, 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 for it to go so well last year that JCPenney's like, look, this is, this is huge. We need to do it bigger. And so we negotiated how this year would be. And it was like, we're gonna to have to be in partnership, front of store, right? This is gonna to have to be prominent. And we're gonna to have to show what it's like to have allies, which is to be the change piece. And, and let's combine that with Black Excellence and tell a broader story about why I created this, what this means. And to, to, to get the sales figures, um, it's, it's humbling, right? Like. Mm -hmm. Responding, I've gotten so many personal uh, texts, even from folks I didn't even know. Like there was one cat, he was a white dude married to a black woman and they have uh, biracial children. And he's like, man, this is the first time I have a brand that can bring my family together in this unique wow. way. He sent me a picture and I was like, that was, that was epic. You know, and then the Forbes piece was like, you remember being in the halls of North um, I remember, you know, us dreaming about all kinds of stuff. We used to read the, uh, the Source magazine incessantly, saying like, oh, one day I want to be the unsigned hyper. You know, like all those things. We used to watch the videos and watch the Land Cruises, always saying we're going to get there, uh, the lifestyles of the rich and famous, all that, you know, the Rob Report. And so for it was like this moment where it was like, all right, all the grind, all the work, all the hustle, all the ambition, recognized. Uh, by the tippy top of the tail. And so that was like, and for something that had purpose, right? It wasn't just like another dude balling. We don't need another boss, black man in the world. But when you're doing things with intention, and they get recognized like that, that's pretty, that's pretty special. Definitely. And, and you know what? So funny, because I remember some of those conversations. A lot of them conversations happened in that art class. No. I'm serious, you know, I mean, it, a lot of those conversations happen right there. And I just remember that and, um, you know, just just reminiscing about that time period and, and like really just everyone was in a place where we just wanted to see what, what we were gonna be. So, you know, that, that was pretty dope that, you know, took that and, you know, you were able to catapult to, to another stratosphere, you feel what I'm saying? That's what's up. It's, a, it's the American dream, you know, uh, honestly. Um, so. Yes, yes, most definitely. Now, um, so tell us all about what the Black Excellence brand actually represents so people really, you know, get the whole mission. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, it's a collective, um, just kind of a collective affirmation. Black is excellent. 
period. Those two words um, belong together in my mind, right? We're talking about a people who, and, and when I talk about black, I'm talking about the descendants of enslaved people, black. But of course, it's welcoming to all our brothers and sisters, but there's a very specific experience that, traumatic experience that my grandmother's mother's mother experienced. And I'm the descendant of that. And for the dignity uh, to be maintained, for um, the result of our community, which was raped and pillaged and destroyed and right, to, to be standing here, that is some, 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 some godly magic that exists within the DNA of us that unfortunately a lot of us don't understand, celebrate, recognize. And so really for me, it was just the baseline. Like we are black, we are excellent, let's celebrate that. Um, and then to move beyond that to say, well, with this platform of black excellence, let's control our narrative, let's control our neighborhood, and let's build enterprises that can sustain us and build generational wealth. So it's just really like reimagining black futures um, by paying homage to the black past and understanding at a baseline, we don't need to be fixed, we Gucci already. We just gotta accept that mentally um, and then create a broader, better, uh, more intentional future. Absolutely. And <clears throat> tell us about your story. Um, you know, you shared your personal story of having a gateway from, you know, trying some stuff. I mean, I know a lot of people as teenagers, they try like maybe the illicit way of getting, you know, money to the legitimate way of getting money. Um, so, you know, and then you opened up, you know, you started doing barbering and H, uh, the HWMR men's room. So, uh, you know, the thing that I love is that you say you built it to be a bridge uh, between socioeconomic backgrounds. Everybody is going to that barber chair, you know, and that you're breaking and shattering generational curses. So tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, so I, I think of the barbershop as a black man's country club. That's what I call it. It's our place where we are prominent, um, where we control the, 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 the space, the narrative, the photos, the conversation, everything. But it started for me um, at 13, 14 years old in the basement. Um, I cut friends hair, grew that business, became super busy. Um, in between cutting hair, printing t-shirts, designing t-shirts that we would sell in the halls of North High. Um, and so it was just this learning of our culture and, and your biggest critic, which at that time are your classmates, right? And if they rock with you, then you might got something that, um, that was like the best feasibility study I could have, right? Like my, my, my cohorts are like stamping their approval by doing business with me, by purchasing and we would sell out regularly. And so as I got older, I always just had this affinity for what the barbershop represented for me personally, which was freedom. I didn't have to go punch a clock. Yeah, I had to, my, my customers are my boss, but I felt this liberated feeling like, almost like hustling on the block, you know? You give a service, you get a, you get a reward immediately. And so as I got older, I realized that my, my, my kind of superpower magic space was the barbershop, but how do I do that as an adult? And how do I also push it back out into the world as something that could unite people and also be a catalyst, you know, for a better black future. So 
essentially, like Nip said, man, what I have is a space that's rooted in culture, that's authentically rooted in culture, that's integrated vertically, you know, because that creates strength. So that's kind of what I've tried to do with the connection to politics, to clothing, to various enterprises. Um, and yeah, I mean, that that's really that's really what it's been about. It's like, a, 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 like LeBron hooping at 12, and then LeBron playing for the Lakers at 30. You know, it's the same kind of thing, but as you mature, uh, the connection to various um, parts of business, you know, kind of naturally happen, but you always stay true to what got you there. Absolutely. So do you feel like when, you know, men come together at the men's room that, you know, a lot of people talk about mental health these days, is it just a place for black men to come and just let it all out? Yeah, it's a safe space. You know, that's an overused word, but it's a safe space um, in that, like, every Black man has a barbershop story or experience, remembers their first haircut. And I would I would venture to say that most have a pretty pleasant experience. You know, it's like you go in a space and you see all Black men, right, laughing, being free to talk um, from all varying walks of life. And then as you get older, you don't have a whole lot of spaces specifically for men to just kind of be, just, you know? You uh, don't. <laughs> it's so it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's one of the few places throughout American um, history that's kind of remained intact. And very specifically, uh, what it was meant for is still what it exists as, and it's still our place first. And so, yeah, I think it's just, no matter who it is, whether it's Barack Obama, or whether it's a little kid that maybe fell in school, they all feel like they can go to the shop and just talk. Absolutely. So you are literally building a place in Minnesota that will be closing that wealth, income, and achievement gap for Black people. So tell us about Camden Town. Like, this is so dope to me. The, the basis of all American life, all human life, really is place, right? Where are you from? Where you, what, 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 do you, what did you learn from the village that you were born into? And then what is your rites of passage? both financially, socially, emotionally, uh, spiritually, physically, that informs who you to become in the, in, throughout life. Um, we know that place for black people has been defined as the ghetto, the hood, right? Like all things that aren't really necessarily associated with safety and prosperity and goodness, you watch you know, things that we grew up watching from Boys in the Hood to Men's Society, it was always about the, 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 the degradation of, and the trauma that it just existed from just living, right? Like, you know, yeah. that I don't think, that I know is not like what we want to be known for and as. And so right. I think about places like Harlem in the 20s. Um, where because we had to be together because we had no choice, we made the best of 
of, of space and because black people emote culture and we we take something that was meant to destroy us and make it beautiful we are the architects Amen. Hey, so if you if you say well because american life is place well we are where we are these stats exist disparities exist because of lack of place lack of safety lack of right generational excellence so for me the baseline to all of this is we have to re-resurrect that that place and so Town is the place that we're going to fuel and fill with culture that will catalyze black excellence um and that is the barbershop was rooted in black culture in space and to have brands and things that have failed but have it relate back to a place so when they say Houston, like Camden Town, oh, what's Camden Town? Camden Town is this little place in North Minneapolis where this brand that's not all over the world originated. That gives that place some 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 dexterity, right? Like I want to know more, and then you start attracting people to move here, to live here. We got shared values, which is we want our kids to grow up safe and well educated, and 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 in a prosperous environment. And we want to have things in our neighborhood that reflect us, that benefit us, right? That we can play and work. And we have kind of this shared village, like approach something that I don't think has ever existed, at least for me, in my time in Minnesota. Um, and so that's kind of the whole idea. Camden Town is a place of uh, black ownership, black wealth, black excellence. Um, and it's really like this burgeoning spot, this enclave of, Black futurism. And that, that's so dope because, I mean, just thinking about like how when we grew up, it's like, you know, we want to be able to, to feel safe and, you know, have our kids feel safe and, you know, just like you said, have a place to just be and thrive. So that is awesome. That is so awesome. So I know when I come up there, I'm definitely going to be visiting. So. I'm excited about that, yes. definitely. Um, and another thing I think is wonderful is the beautiful way that you're paying tribute to, uh, you know, your wife with the Denise in White Legacy Fund. Um, and, you know, it's just a beautiful way that you're just paying tribute to her life. And can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so, you know, Denise is, is like she's my muse right like forever i'm inspired by her desire to be better um, and just her sheer regalia right uh, the dignity that she had as a black woman and so there were things that she shared with me about her own childhood right that she would like to have had opportunities to do to see um and so what i set out to do was create things that would make her proud uh, and affect the world in her name. And so Camden Town really was inspired by her as a black woman who was desiring to leave Minnesota, right? Cause it's not, not so you can create a space that when and if I get that right, and she's like, yeah, then I know that it's something special, right? And so I think about how do, how do I become a purveyor of, of opportunity? And if, if, if I can create businesses that do well, well, with the excess, I can create opportunities for kids and, and different people 
um, and do it in her name. And essentially that's what this is really all about. It's like the why is to honor and to create a different outcome for, for, for people of color, black people specifically. Uh, but then be informed by some of the things that we all maybe lack growing up. Um, and so that's really the idea. You only die when people stop saying your name. Uh-huh. Yes. It's, it's to keep, you know, her ideals and ideas and hopes and dreams alive. And then she forever is informed, right, through this kind of reverberating uh, sense of hope and love and kindness. The beautiful thing is, like when I was looking, you 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 recently posted something of, I think she she was talking about like what the what is love, what the definition definition of love was, and I was like, that is so beautiful. Like you guys really inspired each other. Like you know, you were inspired by her, but she was also inspired by the man you were, you are, excuse me, you know, and how you just you know, definitely have no limits to what you believe that you can and will achieve. So, you know, I just think that is a, that's a beautiful thing. And just, you know, just keep posting and just keep, you know, just keep um keeping her memory alive. Cause I mean, that's a inspiration, you know, to, to others as well, you know, as far as just a legacy that you guys created together and that you continue to create, you know, in her name. So. No doubt. It. I love it. Um, so you use hip hop often to drive the point of your mission home. Like you, you know, such as Jay-Z's quote, like you say, we all lose when we ain't got the tools. And it seems like you are dedicated to making sure that us as a people have the tools to succeed. So I want to ask you the question that I ask every guest on our show from every hip hop artist, you know, to every everyone that we have as a guest. So. What made you fall in love with hip hop? Because I was there in a lot of them conversations. <laughs> I was there. What made me fall in love with hip hop? Hip hop is like a surrogate parent, you know? Uh, <laughs> we were born into it, right? It raised us. And I think we all, if you think, you know, hip hop really started to, to, to formalize in the 79, you know, and start to really become more prominent in the mid eighties when we were basically like 10, you know? And so it was for me, the soundtrack of my life. You know, I remember getting my first boom box, which was a little purple boom box. It was purple because of Prince. And I, you know, in Minnesota, okay. I had one tape and I broke it. I'm sure I did. It was a white tape, it was LL Cool J radio album and I used to just be around with this purple boombox walking all throughout Minneapolis that was my soundtrack right and so if you think about how, how interesting that is you know like that we literally were moving through day to day going on walks with a boombox because as a people, we got this rhythm in our DNA that we don't really understand fully that comes from our tribal ancestors. And the beat is just like something that just makes you do what you do, but it's in a more of a modern context. So it's just, I think it was born into it, right? Like it's, it became the, the soundtrack of our lives, but it's really connected to who we are um, ancestrally and, you know, 
you hearing tribal rhythms just on urban block. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and it's so funny because, look, I'm going to tell you, it's like, you know, Minnesota had their own, um, I don't know, maybe I can only speak for me, but I'm going to tell you, it's like all the people that I was hanging with, they was on the West Coast thing. But for some reason in that class, being introduced to, you know, the love for Biggie, Wu-Tang, all of that, I'm serious, used to come from when y'all would talk about that. I didn't really know about none of that because none of my people, they were like, who talk all day? You know, I was serious. I'm like, uh, I mean, damn, can I like me? I mean, is it is it a problem? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, but it was serious back then. People don't realize how really serious it really was but I mean it was just a, a cool time it was a cool atmosphere and 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 I really can just um say that I, I really learned a lot from just listening you know I didn't say much as you can see but I just sat back and just listened to y'all and you know definitely just I used to just soak it all in yeah it's interesting it's, it's really interesting you bring that up because I remember being um in ninth grade uh and I um you know, for, for a lot of people, it was different. You know, I had my shirt tucked in and a backpack on both shoulders. And I had a, um, a CD at the time. It was it was Dell, the Funky Homo Sapien. Okay. It was like, dude, this is weird, right? But for me, I always looked at like that music, like jazz music, the early formulation of jazz when bebop and, you know, some of the more sophisticated, I mean, it was all sophisticated, but I, I always, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the late 50s, mid 60s kind of era um, of jazz, but like Thelonious Monk and, you know, so so, so they were kind of off minor, right? They weren't like the the, the, the pop. Uh, a lot of West Coast music was, was sample heavy, so it was easy listening, right? Like it was just essentially you was listening to rhythms from our, our parents era and then they just rapped over it. No. Right, basically. Whereas a lot of the East Coast stuff was like a more complex wine, right? Like you, your, your palate has to kind of evolve a bit. And so you're hearing a, a, a beat and it's just like, they're just playing horns and it's just some drums. Like that doesn't seem like, right? But until you evolve, and that, that was what was so interesting about that group of people. We were all, all kind of searching for more right and uh, and that music was definitely like it was stretching us um because yeah i don't know and that, that was really fun i remember having so many arguments with so many people uh and i remember the day um catching the bus downtown to um, to the record store it was the day it was yeah it was the day that biggie dropped and also jay with a damage this was 98 Four. Must have been 94. Yeah. Yeah. All 94. And I remember I was going down to buy Biggie. I was going to buy okay. Biggie. And I was on the bus. And uh, one of the OGs and I were talking. And we were talking about, uh, I didn't know J. Rue had dropped. And so he was like, man, J. Rue wow, dude. You know how we everybody's talking like God, you know what I'm saying? Now I cipher God that joins. <laughs> I was like, all right. And I ended up buying Jay with the damage. And I remember getting back to school. They were like, how you didn't buy Biggie? And 
I'll never forget what I like. I, I, it was like listening to a cinematic opera or something, listening to the Godfather, Jay Ruder Damages album, The Sun Rises in the East. And I bought that over Biggie, but at that time, that, that oh my gosh. But those were those kind of decisions we were making as kids that, that were, that seemed so trivial, but were so prominent. Yes, 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 definitely. And you know I me, mean? I was just watching the Wu-Tang documentary with my husband the other day, and it was just talking about how, you know, people, even like when, you know, people just didn't understand them at first, like, you know, they had a certain sound and, and people was like, wow. But once they understood it, it was like, dang, you know, like, this is dope. You know, this is like something that we've never heard before. Yeah. So, um, you know, I just think like people like them were like pretty groundbreaking and, you know, it was just like really dope. And uh, like with the, like you said, the funky homo sapiens, right? Yeah, like, the funky homo sapiens. He was a part of, he was a part of the, uh, you know, the the whole crew uh, with the Souls of Mischief and the, the hieroglyphics, you know, they had, uh, um, a few other like solo artists. It's been so long, but yeah, they were. But they were from LA though, right? They were Issa Rae before Issa Rae, <laughs> in the sense that they had, you know, they were just like immersed in LA, but they had a very unique, different sound. Right, they, right. That was Dell. Dell at that time was the method man of of that crew. You know, so okay. And they were talking about a lot of stuff, you know, the Asiatic and, you know what I'm saying? Back then, I didn't know what they was talking about. I ain't gonna lie. I didn't know what they was talking about. I was not on that. I ain't gonna lie. But with wisdom and, you know, I, I ain't gonna lie. My husband put me on to a whole lot of that, you know, and I was just like, oh, that's what they were saying, you know? So I was like, okay, it kind of made it all come together because I remember hearing it, but, you know, I ain't really get it and come full circle at that time, but it's just dope. You know, it, life just seems like sometimes it comes full circle. Wisdom comes later and hindsight is twenty twenty, and it just makes you just look back at life and just be like, wow, this is why this happened. This is why this happened. And, you know, that's just how, how life goes. So um, I'm just, you know, honored to have such a, um, such a cultural, community and upbringing because you know um you know again i'm just so happy what you're doing for the city because we had mentors you know i mean like peyton you know i see here he's still you know doing a whole lot of stuff he was um our artist mentor uh who came into the classroom to mentor us and also you know, brought us into his organization, which was, is still doing awesome things. I see juxtaposition, oh God, I can't say the word. Juxtaposition arts, okay. Um, and it was just, it, it was just dope, you know, just to have some, let me tell you something. He was actually like, really, um, I thought about that a lot. Like um, when me and my husband, we also had like a kids uh, hip hop art program that we did down here in Augusta, Georgia. And I was just thinking that if somebody, you know, like that made an impact on our lives, you know, what can we do in other youth's lives? So it's just all about passing the baton and, you know, really making a difference. And I'm just, you know, just glad to be part of that nucleus. We're still connected today. I mean, we just uh, finished the, uh, the 
side gussets for the get down coffee uh, bags that are going to be all over the place. And I wanted, for me, everything has to have some kind of story or some kind of authentic touch. And so I wanted those bags to be like any other coffee bag that ever existed and that they are works of art. And so we had, I had Peyton paint uh, paintings that would go on each side. And so he painted freestyle graffiti. One says get, the other says down. Um, and then we scanned it. And so that, that's what's going to be on the bag. So you can go into a Target or anywhere you see the get down coffee company, they'll have actual graffiti as, uh, as work on the sides of his bags. So he just did that. And we're very connected. Um, and, and this is what this is all about. Like literally, you know how the, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Peyton was my first one-to-one. -one. 30 years later, we're still connected and working together and I'm benefiting him still. And he's still, I'm looking around now. I got one, two, three works that Peyton did just in the spot right now. And so that's just, that's, that's, that's astounding. Awesome. That's so, so cool. Well, you know, um, we have a lot of people listening all over the world, worldwide, and we just want you to tell us where can we find everything, Black Excellence, HWMR, Camden Town, where can we find out about all of these things? You know, probably the easiest place to find it is uh, HoustonWhite.co. Um, we also camdentownminneapolis.com uh, and on Instagram, hwmr.usa. Most definitely. Yes, when y'all hear that, definitely go and check that out. You will not be disappointed. So any shout outs before we go ahead and wrap it up? Man, shout out to you for what you're doing. Thank you so much for, uh, for inviting me. It's an honor. It's always dope to just reconnect with folks. Um, that you've encountered on your journey, right? And to check in and see where we are. And the cool thing is that there is this through line that undergirds all of our lived experience. And that is the connection to culture. Uh -huh. uh, it will never go away. It'll never recede, you know, as we mature. Um, we just have a deeper appreciation, deeper affinity for it. So shout out to you for keeping it alive and telling these stories. It's super dope, so I appreciate it. And you know, the whole community that raised us, that raised me, it just further laments this idea that it takes a village. Um, and it keeps me grounded in the fact that this is really the basis of human connection and how and why it always will be important. Awesome. Well. That's so dope. Thank you so much for being a part of our experience today. And, um, you know, definitely anytime that, you know, you want to come back on, let us know anything that you have going on. Again, look, I'm going to hold you up to that. When we come up to Minneapolis, we're going on a tour. Yeah, we can tour Camden Town. Tour Camden Town, yes. So, you know, we want to have like a live uh, broadcast from Minnesota, Minneapolis. That's going to be so dope to have. So, um, Definitely want to stay reconnected to that and just congratulations on all your wonderful accomplishments, okay? Thank you. All right. Well, again, keep it locked, y'all. It's the Boom Bap Hour Uncut. Keep it locked.